Hi and welcome. Remember those nights when you're sitting around a bonfire, a campfire, and just enjoying the stars and the sounds of the crickets and quality time with loved ones, making s'mores, maybe gooey chocolate. Well, here I am, yoga coach Tamara, the host of this podcast with my beautiful, amazing soul sister guest this evening, Anna DeLeo. We go back a long way. Anna, thank you so much for taking the time to sit with us tonight and ponder and explore <laughs> the last 30 years of our journey together and share some of our experiences. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It's, um, it's beautiful, like you said. Fall just rolled in like thunder, and it's this beautiful, cool night, and to be here and share it with you with this fire pit and our beloved Deva Pramal in the background is magic, magic. It is magic. Yeah, it was uh, first, you know, equinox of the year and right. that's when the weather rolled in. I guess you're here in New York, so we should probably mention that to right. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're in New York. We're not in Sarasota right now. <laughs> Bonfires are not legal in a condominium. <laughs> no, it sounds dangerous in Sarasota. I don't know. Maybe not. A fire hazard. Oh my goodness. Mm. Yeah. So reflecting on mm. when we met, I actually met you through yoga at the yeah. Aveda. Well, Yes. At Aveda in New York a number of years ago. And somehow we ended up meandering off to many yoga workshops and right. retreats and time at ashrams and so many experiences that, I don't know, just aren't even available anymore. No. Do, do you have any... It almost feels like a dream, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, well, what are some of the memories that you have or oh, meaningful? So deeply meaningful. Meaningful in ways that I think absolutely changed the course of my life. And the course I was on was perfectly fine, just changed course. That's how meaningful, how deeply, deeply meaningful it was. Do you remember that retreat that we went to? It was a week-long retreat at Omega with um, Sharon Salzberg. Oh, yes. And meditation. Krishna Das. Krishna Das at night. And John Friend. And John Friend right. during the day. What the trifecta. That was. What a powerful, amazing combination yeah. that was. In fact, I, I had some out-of-body experiences that week. I don't know about right. you, but that was once in a lifetime. I mean, that's, I'm, that's almost 20 years ago, isn't it? It had to have been, or more. Yeah, or more. And at a time where, yeah, it was sort of early on, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So, I don't know if the listeners today would even know who these people are. <laughs> We're really <laughs> dating ourselves here. <laughs> uh, Krishna Das obviously is still very 
much around and he travels internationally. He's very well known. So I think most people know who he is. And boy, were we blessed. We had such so blessed intimate connections. And I, I want to say <laughs> and remind you that that wonderful week at this beautiful place, Omega, was in and of itself this amazing experience with, with these wonderful teachers but you and I came from the ashram we had been at the ashram before hadn't we we had Ananda Ashram uh, right Ananda Ashram in Monroe New York Ma- yeah yeah and so we had had the ashram which both of us together and separately had been to many times before but it was just a wonderful continuum of yoga and chanting and meditation and and Anna when you think about it most people didn't know what chanting was back then. It was a little frightening right. to people who didn't know. And that's why we, mm. that's why we brought Krishnadas to Long Island. Because right. we thought, my gosh, if only the you know, yoga teachers <clears throat> knew more about this. And they started exposing it to their students. And how blessed were we to be on that path. Yeah, how different it well, is. We, and we how beautiful, were, yeah afforded the opportunity to have those experiences. Yeah, I mean, they, it was it was very early on, and it was, I remember the events, uh, hundreds of people showed up out of the woodwork seeking, seeking him out and looking for these unique events that you very much, Tamara, put on. And I, I think that you really, um, you really spread the message of this beautiful practice onto Long Island and probably beyond, and certainly in Sarasota now. I think that uh, it was very early on. And well, if you remember, I met him when I was at a retreat with Patricia Walden. Oh, right, okay. And I was afraid of it. I was like, okay, this is not what we do in this country. I came to this workshop because I wanted to master backbends. And she was the queen of backbending. And yet I was exposed to him and it was a life altering experience. And and I said to him, you have to come to Long Island. And he was like, not on your life. I left Long Island. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I left Long Island. <laughs> That's right. I went to India to get away from Long Island. <laughs> Krishna Das could have been born anywhere, but he was born on Long Island, and he didn't want to go back. He He'd did left not. it, right. He, no, he had to be dragged here. <laughs> he had to be dragged here. <laughs> and I think ultimately it was He made probably, peace with it. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And actually enjoyed it, I think. Yeah. And like you said, hundreds... Almost but you planted seeds in many different hearts. And no, we did. Anna. Well, you say you. I, it I was, was not a me. helper, oh but my gosh, Tamara. No. no, no, no. Anyway, it was. <laughs> it was, wouldn't have happened. Tamara is the master. No. Um, uh, lost my chain of thought there. So the event. Oh, so I wanted to say that today, in 
yoga studios across certainly Long Island but across this country and across the globe really you now find Krishna Das among other like-minded musicians or kirtanwalas what they're really called right, right, right. Um, that music this beautiful call and response this beautiful music is played in a more everyday um, fashionable fashion yes and so the seeds were sprinkled 20 years ago and we were parts of part of those little seeds being sprinkled that are now blossoming up in abundance everywhere, everywhere. isn't that special it is and isn't it wonderful that it reaches so many more people it's beautiful yeah. to have I don't know been able to plant those little gardens and plant those little seeds yeah. and, and um, the rich experiences with some of these remember Yacht Rodney Yee back in the oh. day before he was even on Gaiam and you know just like John Friend and Dharma Mitra oh, Dharma oh, Mitra you can still yeah. have experiences with him but yeah this stuff just doesn't even exist today mm. and when we reflect on it 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 means something very significant to us but it might not even be significant to a listener right now because they have no idea who we're talking about but or maybe they do or maybe they do maybe they do <laughs> they may not realize the uh, the background and maybe it doesn't matter that they're just more accessible and available to more people today. There is and, so much more available. Mm. But it was interesting because it was at a time when a lot of people were afraid of yoga or chanting. Right. They didn't understand it. They thought it was a foreign cult of some sort. Mm, for sure. And yeah. misperceived and We have had a beautiful evolutionary process. Mm, very much. There's so many rich and so much gratitude for for that journey and the uh, the tools that it added to my toolbox. Toolbox of <laughs> my toolbox that I need for life and life events. Right. And what are and your favorite was... tools? Actually, you know, chanting really was a massive and, and, and a very significant tool in my toolbox. Uh, yes, I listened to it because, sure, the percussions, the drums draws you in. Yes, I listened to it because I love music. But chanting is so much more powerful than that, isn't it? It's so much more, um, works so much more deeply. Um, somehow it changes you and then it's a meditation yeah because you're so absorbed in it that so you lose consciousness of everything else and you're just I think totally we might be scaring your listeners now one with the moment <laughs> <laughs> well people say well how do I become mindful how do I become right. present in the moment right. well that's one way one of the tools yeah. right without having to sit and try to figure out well how do I meditate how, how do, do I, I get meditate? my mind to get clear yeah. Well, when sing you, your heart out, sing your heart out. Yeah. Sing your heart out. 
It's a beautiful form of meditation, isn't it? It is. What are your thoughts about 30 years later, after all this practice and teaching and lifestyle of yoga, having traveled to India and been to ashrams and had experiences with some of the early foundations of um, many masters. What are your thoughts today? Hmm, I have to sit and think about that, but why don't we turn the question on to you, Tamara? That's what we want to hear is, let's flip that question and ask you, how do you feel? What, what is the, hmm, how can we play with those ideas? I feel pretty astounded at how yoga has taken root in this country mm-hmm. and how it's no longer a cult thing and it is a normal everyday experience mm-hmm. for not only women um, and men but children in schools and how right. it's athletes just, yes um, how it's really the, the way of yoga and the way mm-hmm. of life have just become modernized in America yeah right and and even if <clears throat> Even if in whichever way, what I like is in whichever way you um, enter the practice of yoga, if it is just to use it as a exercise, that's okay. It's, it's good. Um, it's if all you're good look, right? It's all good. If you're looking for quiet... And meditation, if you're looking to still your mind, that may help. If you're looking for something deeper, that may be the answer. If you're looking for, there, there's, there's ways, there's different ways of getting different answers through yoga, I think. And I, you know, of course, chanting ties in as the uh, yoga of sound or sound the yoga in in sound how would we word that chanting is yoga set to music is it am i right saying that it is the yoga of sound and it's the energy the vibrational energy that one experiences but i think the way krishnadas explains it is that it's just becoming one in in the moment with oneself by repeating the sounds. Mm. So the repetition um, helps us to go deeper inwardly mm-hmm. so that we're not focused on all of the external um, situations and circumstances right. around right. us. But it's probably a combination of all of that, right? It is a combination. It's not just one thing. No, it doesn't. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that Whatever it is that resonates, there's no need, you know, the fear has been removed from yoga because like you said, there isn't a cult and it's everywhere now and it's, people are reaching it through just wanting some exercise or maybe uh, want to, feels stressed out and wants to meditate or perhaps chanting is how it reaches you or what's calling you and in whichever way it is. 
And there's so many different so types many of different yoga. ways and so different types of yoga, right? Which is beautiful. Because mm. when we started, you know, there was maybe available back then, maybe mm-hmm. maybe two different kinds of right. yoga. Right, right, and, um, right. So fascinating. And here we are tonight, really on this very beautiful, brisk night, looking up at the stars. Mm, beautiful. And fire and the nature. And, and again, it feels like we, you know, all these years later, we're at our own little ashram. <laughs> we're not at a makeshift yes, ashram. Yes, that just makes kind of, for a good point, doesn't it? Is that <clears throat> we've had the, the good fortune of experiencing beautiful teachers and beautiful retreats and beautiful ashrams and beautiful journeys that some of the tools speaking of tools you take the tools with you and suddenly you find yourself with you know going inward and finding that you don't have to pack you your car up and drive. You don't have to pack up and go somewhere. <laughs> it becomes a way of life. It becomes a way of life and you can find your inner ashram, your inner yes. journey, your inner retreats, your inner... Or you create it like you, you did. It. I have to tell you, Anna created this beautiful sanctuary in her yard. <laughs> she designed it and it is a dream, you know, with the blue slate and Adirondack chairs and butterfly gardens all around and <laughs> Buddhas, statues. And... It feels like an ashram, actually. <laughs> this is her backyard, and here we are having the same experience. So, Well, it's probably, to be honest, part of the evolution of each and every one of us. And my evolution has been deeply moved by uh, yoga, meditation, and chanting digging deep, reaching my own creativity, and this is how it expresses itself, in combination with that longing for sacred space, creating my own sacred space that I hope to share with others, and of course with my beloved Tamara. And so, loving to garden, loving to create sacred space, loving to create a flow, my love of feng shui and implementing that into gardening is is my creativity and now you're taking it a little (laughs) further and building why don't you share your beehive so i have all these lovely little corners of this space that while we are on this earth i consider it mine And uh, this new little area in my yard is, used to be just overgrown and sort of tick infested. And I've been (laughs) having meetings with myself and a vision has come. And so as much as I don't like to take down trees, if I were to take down a tree because I feel that I need sunlight to reach a future vegetable garden, I plant a new tree in its place. And in this lovely little section that was once tick infested and unhabitable, 
is slowly a little farm, a little micro, mini, mini micro farm emerging where there'll be another form of sacred space, beauty to the eye that can be taken in by the soul, where there'll be some chickens, a beehive, and lots of beauty for all that enter. Um, and of course, you know, we're looking to plant um, flowers and trees that are great for supporting our pollinators. Uh, it's a little token of support for our Mother Earth, among other things that we hope to do. But this is the, the next section of the yard of creating sacred space. I can't wait. <laughs> Anna, as always, I really appreciate our time together. It's so beautiful to be here with you and thank you for sharing your vision with us tonight. Oh, it's such, such a favorite pastime. Everyone and all should get to spend time with Tamra. It's just magical. Well, I feel <laughs> that everyone should have the opportunity to spend time with you as well. And maybe we will have a vision for a workshop together at some point maybe. in the future yeah. where we can, we can all sit around the campfire mm. or wherever we are, just sit around and under the stars and tell our stories and tap into the divine feminine energy and that is that is something that we'd love to hear more from you about as you've shared with me tonight the divine feminine energy beautiful emerging emerging yes yeah. well as always we thank you for tuning in to yoga coach podcast and may we all live a very joyful, a purposeful, a peaceful, and a happy life. And above all, may we live in the universal force and flow of love. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. As the storms of life present, and as yoga practitioners, we often shake our heads and say, what is going on? Oh my goodness. I'm Tamara Page, host of Yoga Coach Podcast. And here we are. It's been a very perilous week uh, dedicating this podcast to local listeners of my hometown, Sarasota, Florida. It's been a very trying time for so many people throughout the entire state and so many different situations. You know, some have evacuated, others not. Some have had damage, and some are fine. Some had power outages. Others are without, and you know the variations across the board are are just uh, remarkable. But nevertheless, I think it's all very uh, draining on all of us, and um, there's not one thing that. I can say to make anyone feel better and I don't think that there's anything that we can do other than reach out to support and really cherish and just love one another through these 
circumstances of life. And this is it. This is the yoga of life. Life presents, storm presents, and how, you know, how we can be there not only for one another, but to really be there for ourselves. And whenever we are in a situation that is way out of our control, I find that grounding, trying to, you know, get ourselves recentered and just grounding, grounding, getting back into our body and back into our breath so that the anxiety doesn't override our logic. So I thought I'd like to make a little offering to do a grounding technique for anyone who might be in need of that. And if this is not enough for you and you'd like to reach out for me, you are welcome to visit my website, yogacoachtamara.com. Please reach out to me. I'd be happy to field personal phone calls. And... Um, just an ear, just to let you know how much I do care and um, if I can be of support in any way, please know that I'm available as yoga coach. This is my offering. So the grounding technique that I use on a regular basis and in particular when things feel like they're spiraling out and, uh, and I need to really get centered I, I do a chakra cleanse. So I thought I would just add um, a little bit of that in today's episode, a very light chakra cleanse. And if it is helpful for you, wonderful. If it's not, please feel free to just turn this podcast right off and know how much I love you and that I care about you. So seated comfortably, whatever that means for you, whether it's in a chair, whether you're on the floor, seated on a cushion, just in a really nice, comfortable position so that your spine is upright and everything is in alignment and allowing the sensation of your pelvic floor to broaden and ground into the earth. So you feel it kind of a, like a heaviness in your whole pelvic floor, just sinking down, lowering, lowering down, and keeping the spine aligned. And with that, just a few gentle breaths in and back out. You can breathe in through the nose, or like a light cleansing breath in, and maybe through the mouth, a release of anything that might be stored in your body or in your mind. Do that a few times. And feel that light, slow, steady sensation of breath. So you can envision a lightness, a sense of well-being, of letting go. And just take another moment or two. Breath in, followed by breath back out, time or two. Make that breath work to slow things down. And just bring us back to center. And in doing so, taking a moment as the 
root of the pelvic floor is grounded and envisioning your root chakra, which is the color red. And in the chakras, the spinning cycle is like a circular motion, a really nice circular motion, not erratic in any way, but just so that things are flowing so you can feel that survival energy in your root chakra right now and that color red. And and we use the sound of a vibration in order to clear blocks. So I'm going to go through the Bija mantras and I would encourage you not only to listen to me but to enjoy the process yourself and just allow yourself to hum the sound so that you feel the vibration within yourself. So we'll start with the root chakra, color red once again. And the sound, I'm going to go through each one, is hum. And as we move through each chakra, I'll just give you a quick cue and a color so you can envision the circle. And by the way, when you are doing your sound energy through each chakra, each point in the body, in the center of the body, the heart, all the way up to the crown of the head. If you feel that there's any blocks and something that might be agitating you in that particular region, feel free like a little thread to just gently and lightly pull it out. Let that thread go into the ethers. Let it go so that we're clearing and cleansing. So we're going to start with the LAM, L-A-M, and each time we go through, it'll be three syllables like that. So it's LAM. LAM. Having released anything in that survival state in the pelvic floor, our well-being in the universe, financial, being stable in our homes, whatever it is that constitutes survival, that LAM sound with the color red and letting go is very beneficial. So now we're going to move up right above that into the area just in the navel, just above the pelvic floor. And it's color orange. And the sound is VAM. VAM. Having released any blocks in the flow of creative energy or projects. So we're moving up a little bit higher up into the solar plexus region, the power center. Anything that in life restricts us from feeling our own sense of well-being and empowerment. That would be the color yellow, maybe like a sunflower yellow. So with that circling, and that 
visual image in the color yellow. The sound is Ram. Ram. solar plexus and the power center and regaining that sense of feeling that we are in control of ourselves. We're not in control of the weather, we're not in control of external things, but we are in control of our internal well-being. So moving up to the next chakra, the heart chakra, which vibrates in the color green. So that would be the sound yum. 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 to keep our heart center open at all times, no matter what is happening in us, around us, with others, with loved ones, if we feel sad, if we feel frightened, but just live life with a big open heart at all times. So that yum energy, that sound, that vibrational sound to remember no matter what's going on, to keep our hearts open at all times. And then moving up right into the throat region, into the throat chakra. Sometimes we have words that we haven't expressed, things that we're thinking and that we're feeling, but we're suppressing rather than very lovingly articulating to other people, not in a hostile way, but full expression of oneself is in that chakra. And that color is the color blue. So if you feel anything that needs to be released, pulling any threads in your throat chakra. And that would be the sound of hum. Hum. So beautiful to express oneself in a very loving, mindful way, not to hurt the feelings of other people, but to really open the lines of clear communication so we're not feeling resentment, we're feeling clear and just being honest in a very beautiful way. So moving right up in between the eyes into the brow chakra is that seat of intuition and that would be the color indigo so if there's anything blocking your intuition feel free to let your threads release otherwise just 
further enhance your intuition. We all have access to it. It's just a question of whether we choose to acknowledge and, and utilize it or not. But that would be the sound of sham. Sham. Relaxing into that, allowing yourself to feel all these openings through your entire body as we move all the way up just above the crown of the head our connection to the divine, however we perceive the divine energy that we call in. We're going to envision white light and use the OM. OM. that white light encircling your entire body. Feel the softness of your breath. A white light coming in right through the crown of your head, moving down through your spine, through the pelvic floor, right into the earth, just grounding, centering, full breath, fully relaxed, calm in the center of whatever is happening around us, gentle breath in and breath breath out, without even programming the breath, just let it naturally flow at this point. And as always, I thank you for tuning in. I hope this was beneficial and please do feel free to reach out if it would be meaningful or helpful in any way. Yoga, Coach Tamara. And may we all live a peaceful, a joyful purposeful and a very happy life no matter what storms present may we find that love that connection that resilience in life namaste